0: I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town podcast. This week, I had my fantastic wife, Carrie Lindstrom, on the podcast to talk about our trip to Toronto a couple weeks ago. We went on the coldest day of the year, and we had a fantastic time. We went to way too many places in a short period of time, and we sat down to break it all down. Talk about some fantastic places all around the city, all different kind of vibes. So take a listen. If you want to make the short drive to Toronto... It's only three hours away. I highly recommend it. So if you enjoyed this episode, check out my wife's work on crazydude.com. That's C-R-A-Z-D-U-D-E ecom com. Check out her Instagram under the same name and grab some real good local Rochester art, really interesting t-shirt designs. So check that out. If you enjoyed this episode, share it. Let her know. And then also let me know Food About Town on Facebook and at Stromey on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Time again for another episode of the Food About Town podcast, and I dragged I dragged the wife in for this one. Hello, wife. Hi. Who are you?
1: I am Carrie Lindstrom.
0: Okay, yeah. what do you do other than talking on the podcast with me occasionally?
1: I am a full time self employed artist uh, and business owner.
0: Okay, where where can people find your fantastic artwork?
1: Well, contrary to how my voice sounds and how I look in in person, uh, my nickname online is crazy dude and that's without a y c-r-a-z-d-u-d-e.com and that's uh, a great way to find my shop my commission prices and my other links to online um, social media and such
0: and instagram is a great place to follow her in addition to the website she's putting up artwork often and she's, uh, she's very talented. I always like talking about how good her work is. We got her hanging up in the living room and maybe I'm partial but I mean, she's damn talented and well worth grabbing some of her artwork if you get a chance.
1: And I've also done some menus and logos for local businesses which is super exciting.
0: Talented all over the place. Try. What a deal. So why are we here today?
1: Well um, we're talking about our recent trip to Toronto and the On one of the coldest days of the year, because we just felt like being random.
0: Yeah, so we we decided to drive up on a Saturday a few weeks ago, and we went up on, it was the coldest day of the year here in Rochester. I don't think it crested one degree during the day.
1: It was brutal, and I'm glad that we had heated seats and a heated car.
0: We definitely had the heated seats, which were key on a day such as that.
1: And we were lousy with layers,
0: yeah, I, I I was wearing I was wearing two pants. Um and I it I was actually it looked like I was just wearing a sweatshirt, but I had a short sleeve and a long sleeve thermal shirt underneath the sweatshirt.
1: Well you had a little uh Zubis action underneath your jeans. Oh that's right. Which was fun because your your jeans are torn in a very artistic sort of hipster fashion. Um not on purpose. They just, you know, tear because he actually does work in them.
0: Yeah. Here and there. Here and there. Yeah, just a little bit. So, yeah, they're they're torn, and you can see the Zubis pants underneath, which was kind of interesting. They popped up a couple times during the day.
1: Bill Zubis, of course. Well, of course. All the other... Well, I don't know how it works with Zubis. Did did everybody else just sort of go like, hey, let's do that thing, or... Oh,
0: no, there definitely were all the other teams as well, but... The bills kind of latched onto it a little bit more <laughs> than everybody else.
1: See, and I come up here, and I I meet this one, and I marry this one, and I learn about Zubis <sighs> through the bills' eyes.
0: Yeah, that was your first mistake—is sticking around and marrying me.
1: I know. Well, when I was when I first met you at the curling club, and uh, you were talking about, how, I was like, "Oh no, he's a Bills fan. I, this could never work." Because I'm <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania and uh, went to University of Pittsburgh, and so I'm I'm Steelers all the way. You
0: cl- you claim to be a Steelers fan. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she she's the most passionate. Fan that watches absolutely none of the games she's passionate about. It's probably for it's all for the best, really. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of nerve wracking. Have you seen there
1: <laughs> Well, I used to see like reruns of old playoff games for the the Penguins, and like actually get close to having a panic attack from like, oh no, they're gonna lose. And then it's like by the end of the like documentary special, it's like they won, and I'm like, oh. and I was just like, that's not. Happening, and I'm having like heart palpitations. Also, it was a
0: documentary. The result was already known.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That's why. Just don't. I I just shouldn't watch sports. Shouldn't watch sports. No.
0: Although we did watch. Well, we watched the Steelers lose the other day (sighs) to the hated, hated Jaguars of Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, they have a pretty logo, but they can just no
0: go away. (laughs) (laughs) You you like their teal tongue and the giant cats.
1: (laughs) They're just like Jaguar goes.
0: Yeah, and he he looks stupid, and it's like he ate bad candy that colored his tongue the wrong way.
1: Well, he didn't listen to the Mr. Yuck stickers, and he ate something from under the sink.
0: Well, on that note, so we did did drive with Toronto on a Saturday. We drove up in the morning, Mm -hmm. and nice drive. Yeah, very pleasant drive. I don't know for for those that haven't made the drive to Toronto, it's only about three hours away from Rochester. Toronto, Toronto. <laughs> you said Toronto. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure why I have tried to pronounce it properly, <laughs> but Toronto. Uh, but the it's only about three hour drive. Very easy drive. Mm-hmm. We uh, I typically go through the Queenston Lewiston Bridge. That's the most uh, northern bridge going into into Ontario. Usually the lightest traffic. At least it was when we went. Was very easy yeah both ways actually
1: nobody wanted to be out on that day i think everybody was like how about we just watch movies at home because i we were getting into the car and i'm thinking you know we could just like cuddle under some blankets and watch fargo because it's miserable and cold and uh fargo will make it feel a little bit warmer but no (laughs) let's go to toronto and eat a lot of food and actually you know put on some hibernation layers of fat
0: yeah (laughs) in one day it was it was great we we did jam in a lot in our one trip to Toronto. We showed up at about, geez, when did we get there, like one o'clock.
1: Yeah, it was late lunch.
0: Um, so we got we got there at one o'clock. The first place we go right off right off the highway is we went to the St. Lawrence Market. Now it's a place we've been up to Toronto a couple times. Um, I've been up more for curling. She's been up with me two times, I think, just for hanging out. And we'd never been to the St. Lawrence Market, which was, I mean, a beautiful building. Yeah. It kind of has that, um, if you've been to Cleveland, it's got this Art Deco, West Side Market kind of feel to it. And it's basically a giant building with tons of different stalls in there from meat markets and seafood markets. Cheese and bakeries and... Wine and really, I mean... uh, Even
1: produce. I mean, it it is like a full serving market there. They're... Things you can eat just right there, things that if you wanted to bring back home, we saw some really cool packages of different seafood that I oh, was like right. this is a good reason to move here. Yes. Look at all this like seafood just cut up and prepackaged and ready for a cioppino or something.
0: Uh, it was it was great. I mean it's a beautiful market, tons of selection. But what we went there for is one of the I don't know, it's kind of one of the famous Toronto dishes is the pea meal bacon sandwich. And we had it at, you know, the most, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call that place? It's the most touristy, that's for sure. Uh, it's definitely it's the most touristy. It's the most well-known. It, like, it's on all the travel shows when you go to Toronto. they You eat a Pimeo bacon sandwich at the Carousel Bakery. And that's where we went because I didn't want to research and find other places. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was meaning to go to the market, so it was a good excuse. Um, what did you think of the Pimeo bacon sandwich?
1: I thought it was pretty tasty. I, I don't know if it's just our... uh if it's your palate kind of washing off on me to want things a little bit saltier, but mm. it could have used a little bit, a little hair, more salt, but otherwise it was delicious. And, uh, you know, the, the nice, uh, female crust kind of crisped up and actually stayed on there. The first time I had female, it looked like it just all crumbled off. Yeah, We had so it at was, a diner
0: up there yeah. and it wasn't, it didn't capture this sandwich properly. This one was, you know, the texture was perfect. So for those that don't know, female bacon is, cured pork loin uh, wrapped in a pea meal and it's sliced and then seared on the grill on the griddle and the texture was just fantastic it's softer than you'd think Mm -hmm. with a little bit of chew it's like a meaty bacon it doesn't have the fat content of our bacon that we have here in america so much much leaner and we finished with uh we finished with the spicy mustard on there too
1: (laughs) which blew out my mouth but oh, i (laughs)
0: loved it it was so good
1: it did um, need a little bit of something, so you you threw some hot sauce on there, I think, too, as well.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I like I like jamming things and up. And I a was like,
1: bit. and it's over for me. Really <laughs> slam,
0: slamming some hot mustard on there, <laughs> but that was that was really good. I I enjoyed it more than I thought, considering it was just the meat on a, on a roll with a little bit of sauce. It was surprisingly balanced in a really good sandwich. So I yeah. would definitely go back for another one of those. Uh, we also went to, we just stopped at a quick seafood market for some oysters. Yes. Which right up Carrie's Alley.
1: Of course. And nice uh, salinity and just uh
0: Yeah, they cracked, fresh them open, cracked them open right there for us. And we just ate them standing at the little counter, which was.
1: Yeah, no no sauce, no, uh, what do you call it?
0: What, the mignonette, the cocktail yeah. sauce? Yeah.
1: I, nope, don't need it. Just give me that oyster straight up.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you could eat oysters all day, every day. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of your it's I, I it's one of the few food things that you love much more than I do. Yeah, <laughs> and I you know I'll taste them, but you really enjoy oysters.
1: And I just it's just kind of fun, just from the tasting notes, just trying to comparing wines, comparing uh, chocolate to Joe Bean coffees, that kind of thing. I love doing uh, just tasting the the subtle nuances, and so like trying different oysters from different regions where the waters are different and um just kind of picking up on wow this has like a little uh, almost shrimpy sweetness versus this one is more just straight up salt yeah
0: (laughs) and some of them definitely are the the ones i had were very balanced it was actually some of my favorite oysters i ever had uh very balanced not too much of anything Thought the texture was great and uh the guy didn't I didn't get any shell pieces in there, so I didn't do any of those like big crunches, which I always hate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought that was nice. Uh, the fact that you can just walk up to any number of the different seafood places and get oysters, fantastic. Uh, we went to a little wine store in there and got to taste some Niagara, uh, Niagara, Ontario Escarpment wines. And it was very interesting to learn a little bit more about the can- can- the Canadian region of Niagara, And how different it is. And it seems like there's a lot of, there's still some focus on some of the uh, more consumer friendly, sweeter wines there. I would like to actually go and visit a number of the wineries to go check them out.
1: Maybe on a warmer day.
0: Maybe on a warmer day near the lake (laughs) where we can relax a little bit. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to going up and checking out that whole area because even though we have, you know, our Niagara region here, which we've been to... Uh, not not too many times. Only a couple of wineries over there. Yeah. Um. You know, Leonard Oaks is one of the ones we've went to that we really enjoyed. Top
1: tier absolutely. on our side
0: of on our side of of Ontario. Yeah. But uh, going to the other side, uh, it's it's a completely different region. So even though it's you know only what half an hour by the where the crow crow flies. Why am I getting that saying wrong?
1: Uh, because it's a really old. Term and it's, <laughs> I don't just know, kind of yeah. silly. I like animals and all, but I think it's a very like an half an strange hour,
0: saying. It's like a half an hour straight line <laughs> over the lake. Yeah. Half an hour, 45 minutes across the lake. You don't have to go all the way around. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right.
1: Like doing the Google Maps and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, don't give me that You have to look. stop here and crows don't do that. They don't go through tolls.
0: They just fly over the water. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And they fly right to Toronto. Yeah. Toronto.
1: Yeah. Mm. Toronto
0: Toronto Okay So <laughs> <laughs> we did get to try some of those And I, I liked what we tried uh, It wasn't quite to my taste uh, They even had Wayne Gretzky Wines Which <laughs> apparently there's He has a huge winery up there Yeah That will have to stop in It's probably a giant tourist attraction It's probably
1: it crazy Yeah
0: I have to imagine It's right off of the QEW up there We were driving so many kilometers per hour, and we just passed it because we were hungry for lunch.
1: Yes. I was like, hmm, wine or having breakfast because we didn't have breakfast when we left Rochester. No, not really.
0: (laughs) Uh, So that, that that was interesting. We grabbed some green juice on the way out from a little juice stand underneath.
1: Yeah, it was very cute.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. There's just a ton of different shops down there. Some are just like spice shops. And um,
1: knickknacks, and there was like a big yeah. stuffed moose head, and
0: yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting building. You kind of have to. I would recommend if you're up there for more than a day, taking public transportation there. There's a there's a, a train station right next to it, so I would definitely recommend doing that versus trying to park like we did.
1: Although we uh, we I think it was right across the street from the parking garage, so that was it kind of bad. like if you don't mind paying the whatever a day parking. For your one-hour visit,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, it's right across the street, which was pretty convenient, I have to say. Mm -hmm. So, um, Saint Lawrence Market definitely worth a stop. Uh, After that, we went to. We were trying to go over to Bellwoods Brewery, and we were going to eat at their. I don't know what to call that, like their their brew pub area, and that place was so womped.
1: Yes, there were people out the door practically,
0: and it was again zero degrees out, and there were people jammed into the little waiting room inside. I mean, actually shoulder to shoulder jammed in like,
1: there. oh, no, sorry. And it's like, it's OK. We're all just being squashed into a like two by eight foot space. It's very <laughs> small.
0: And we were jammed right in there. And we made the executive decision to not wait in line there
1: for. Well, and they were only serving snacks at the time. I think that yeah. the lunch was closed. And so we were
0: like, nope, no. So we, we walked down the road from where we parked. We saw a little Cuban restaurant. And we it was uh, called La Cubana. That's so that's on Osington, uh, Osington Street, which is a very hip neighborhood. Seems very cool. It's the place to be. It really seemed that way.
1: <laughs> Although that was, was
0: my,
1: that was sort of my tagline from the entire weekend. Every
0: single street was the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're like the guy from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You act like everywhere is the place <laughs> to be.
1: King Street. That's the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> was it Lower Kensington or Lower? Oh uh, shoot. What I the don't heck? Remember that was
0: where the St. Lawrence Market was.
1: Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is the place to be." Yeah, That's the place. Like to all be. of the the streets in Toronto just sound like, "Oh, that street in Toronto is important." And it's yeah. like, but they're not all important, but they kind of all are.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those towns that it's very neighborhood based, and I don't know the layout that well yet. Yeah, I'm hoping to learn more because we just had we had an absolute blast this trip, and I'm. I'm really looking forward to you spending some more time there. Yeah. But we ate the Cuban restaurant, we had a chicken medianoche. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right probably. Medianoche. Yeah, medianoche yeah. with uh it was achiote chicken thighs, avocado, chipotle mayo. Uh they're their regular Cuban sandwich, they have pre-built had mayo and onion on it which I didn't Want or understand? Finds it abhorrent. Why? Why, why would you do that? <laughs> um, that's my taste. I mean, I know. I'm sure it's very popular. They've got more than one location, and I'm sure it's very popular that way.
1: Self-proclaimed best Cuban in town, and I, I was very happy with the the rice and beans that we got and the the medianoche, the it chicken medianoche. It noche. was
0: very rich, which we kind of needed at that point. We yeah. needed. We were still coming out of balance. We were trying to get to a point where we were okay.
1: Because we had basically been sharing things like throughout the market and we weren't really, you know, it's hard to differentiate, you know, this is me being full and this is me being satiated and this is me just being like, oh, I've enjoyed things and they're delicious. But um, the question of whether we ate enough for two human beings walking around a town, or, or city, yeah, <laughs> a, a full-blown city trying to get more food. And it's like, well, you don't want to eat too much, but you also need to have energy to move.
0: Yeah, because our <laughs> our agenda was vague, but we ended up hitting, geez, we ended up hitting a lot of spots. Yeah, I so, don't even know how many. Well, so we've gotten. we did the St. Louis Market. If we count that as one spot, which yeah. we definitely could. So we did at the Cuban restaurant. We did walk over to Bellwoods. We didn't get a chance to eat or sit down there at all, but we grabbed some bottles to go and... We had, I brought some bottles for us, and I also was beer mulling for Will Cleveland from the, from the Democratic Chronicle because he is the biggest fan of Bellwoods Brewery. <laughs> and we did that one more time later on. We'll talk about another Toronto brewery. And that's actually, we're drinking one beer from there. It's a left field brewery right now, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we went to Bellwoods, we bought a bunch of bottles. Uh, the one Carrie and I shared, uh, the next day back here was the uh, blood orange jelly king.
1: Yeah, the jelly king was oh. incredible. I'm glad. And actually, I was looking through the fridge the other day, and I was like, "Oh, we have another one." Oh, I'm so happy. Well, we have a different one. Oh, was- I thought that was the jelly king in well, there. It was.
0: No, it is. But there were two different flavors. <gasps> oh. So we had the fruited one. We had the blood orange jelly king, which is uh, fruited sour. Mm-hmm. You know, not too sour, but it was the balance was great. The fruit was there, but it wasn't like overly fruity or anything. It was one of the better. One of the better sours I've ever had.
1: It was wonderful.
0: And right up your alley because it's, yeah. it's sour but not... It's really... I thought it was super balanced.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and, and complex. Right. The other one that I've had so far was their Roman Candle IPA, which I did not serve to you because I'm sure you wouldn't have enjoyed it.
1: Because I would have made the, like, scrinky tiger face and... Gave it back to you as fast as you gave it to me,
0: probably. Uh, but what it was is a very smooth IPA. Uh, it's I mean again another really balanced one. It wasn't too bitter. It had some tropical fruits to it. Really smooth. It's it's a very modern IPA in a lot of ways, and I thought it was it was pretty spectacular for a you know seven percent beer, six and a half seven percent beer. Just fantastic. We've got a couple more different ones sitting in the fridge. Another Jelly King without the fruit in it. Mm-hmm and I think I have another pale alien there that yeah. we, I may enjoy later. Uh, today.
1: Monogamy, I believe.
0: Yeah, and it was with the Just Simcoe hops
1: because I remember because it has the owls on it. I uh, really like it? the Barnell. I, th- I think their design generally their labels are great. Their
0: label design is very sharp. It's got this like paper look to it.
1: Uh, it's definitely like they ha- they actually they actually sell um, screen silk screen printed posters mm. I- at the uh, where we were picking up the the beers um they also sell uh, patches and cards and other shirts things and as things, well yeah. but and shirts uh but i i couldn't get enough of the monogamy design uh on the the silk screen printed posters um they also had the um i think it was wolf wizard
0: and it sounds an, great. I'm not sure that's an actual beer, I'm but pretty,
1: no, I'm pretty sure that that's what it was because it was <laughs> like it was. It's a silhouette of a wolf's head and uh, various um, kind of occult, lo- like graphic design logos and okay. sorts of things like that. Um, and I think that it was Wolf Wizard.
0: Yeah, their design. But their design's really sharp, and it's got it's very distinct. Something I'm very happy that they do well. Yeah, um, many
1: kudos to whoever was in charge of that because um, that's that's the kind of graphic design stuff that I I w- want to strive for.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a great me- it's a great consistent style too, mm-hmm. which not everybody does. So um, kudos to that and the beer, fantastic. Shockingly, Will Cleveland has fantastic taste, <laughs> and uh, he'll be over sometime soon to talk about some of his uh, year end recap stuff from the DNC. So uh, keep an eye out for that. So after we left Bellwoods, we needed actual, we need to start our dinner, our dinner adventure, which was all over the place.
1: Absolutely. Because we had been snacking. We were to the point where we're like, okay, now we're ready to like just do the main event.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bring on the food. (laughs) And the first place we went was just a smash hit, was Bar Reval, which is on College Street. Um and this is a Spanish style pink bar, which you know, small plates, kind of tapas style. So very Spanish, and it really it wasn't very hybridized or modernized. It was Spanish, yeah, from pretty much top to bottom. They're serving a lot of sherry. They do they do a lot of cocktails as well, but a lot of the cocktails had sherry in it as well. And this was, uh, I I thought the execution there was just top notch
1: and house made cordials.
0: Yeah, they had house made cordials. They they made their own. Uh, they made their own blue chartreuse, <laughs> which we were like, "What is this?" So chartreuse comes in yellow and green. If you're if you're not a cocktail nerd, and green chartreuse is you know one of my favorite cocktail ingredients, but I saw green, I saw blue chartreuse. I'm like. Where did you get this? Does this exist? Can we get it? And it turns out that they make it in house, and they make their own blue label for it. So,
1: so it was both really cool and also kind of like, oh, because it's like we'll never get it unless we go back.
0: No, and I, <laughs> we'll definitely be going back because that was. Oh gosh, yeah. I thought the execution on everything we had was fantastic. Uh, the one dish was it was grilled octopus with, um, Spanish. Yeah, with potatoes, uh, Spanish paprika, uh, lemon, and olive oil. Really good olive oil. Just beautiful. And it was so simple, but, I mean, perfectly cooked, fantastic. Great texture. But the one that really popped for you.
1: Well, I've, like, even since I was in single-digit years, I loved snails, which Mm. is really weird for, like, a kid of nine years old to like. Um, But I, I have not had snails prepared in the way that they prepared it, which kind of blew my mind and I'm like this why have people not been serving snails with bacon and mushrooms these are things that all just make sense together and cooked in butter of course and cooked in butter so it was
0: it was snails mushrooms bacon all cooked in butter and and I mean when you think about
1: it they're all things that live in dirt and they all have just these great meaty umami complex qualities that bounce off of each other in different ways
0: and it was it was rich on rich on rich but <laughs> i couldn't was, get enough It was like it was did fam- i eat
1: half or did i eat more than half i don't know it <laughs> was fantastic
0: we also they, they made this um just tomato bread too mm. which was kind of just like crushed tomato with garlic and salt on bread And it was just awesome.
1: Just super simple. And it kicked the whole night off, actually. Yeah. Tomato bread was the first thing we got.
0: And it was lively. And I was really happy with that. Uh, I had sherry, which I've grown to enjoy more and more. Carrie had a cocktail. It was kind of like a a tiki cocktail. It Mm -hmm. had uh, rum and uh, falernum, their homemade apricot, angostura, stuff like that. It It seemed pretty good. Oh, yeah um so Raval was very enjoyable and this is kind of the way we ate the rest of the night was small plates at way too many different places <laughs> so they were like it, it felt like the servers were kind of looking
1: at you like you're full it was like we're going everywhere we're
0: we're going everywhere <laughs> it was we got there right it open it was like at four thirty, and we got to pretty much every place almost right after they opened except for the last ones yeah because that well, was a little bit later in the night, yes,
1: it took uh, us a little while to hop around,
0: yeah, so I think what we're gonna do is we're going to take a quick break and then go to the last four places four more places we went that I, day that i it blows my mind, yeah, four more, so we've gone through uh we've gone through three, but we're gonna do four more, and we will be right back. This week's episode of the Food About Town podcast is brought to you by Frankly, and that's frankly.com, P-H-R-A-N-K-L-Y.com. Frankly is the best way to find out where your local restaurant sources their food from and how to find that specialty product you love so much. Frankly.com has been recently redesigned, so please check it out and let me know what you think. You can reach me, stromy at frankly.com. Check out Frankly at frankly.com and join the open-source food movement. We're back here on the Food About Town podcast. We're talking about uh, my wife and I's trip to Toronto a few weeks back on the coldest day of the year. And throughout the break, she was... we. I, I took some notes, so we had everything <laughs> up here. And she is criticizing my note-taking style. I have no problem with it. I can read everything just fine.
1: A for effort.
0: A for effort. And I, I typed them all out. Everything looks good. I've got all the information there.
1: I mean, it's just that... It's not clear for some of these, well, there is no, for one thing, there was no bullet points. It was just a wall of text. Well, I use a
0: text app. I don't use a bullet point app. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, uh. but even still, like when, in, when you don't have bullets, you can use, when you don't have bullets to make bullet points, you can separate with a return space. Well, I don't and so I that. had to be like, what is this wall of text telling me here? Can you space it out a little bit? buddy
0: it was fine and i did add the returns all right it, the returns help it makes it a little bit easier to read
1: you, it, it cuts it up instead of being like here eat this cow see like, you know what? i would I, like a steak that's way more manageable thank so you I,
0: I had to put this on here because <laughs> all i'm getting is i take all these notes you've got good detail and all she does is destroy me for my notes this is what I. This is what I deal with.
1: I pick you apart so that we can put you together in a better way, for future use. For future notes, right? I, I tear tear you apart like clay, and I put you together Smush. like
0: like clay. Yes. You can take it apart like clay and put it together like clay. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, still clay. I
1: mold you like putty in my hands.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, um, let's, <laughs> let's let's dive into the last four places that we went. Uh, the next two places are actually. Two restaurants owned by the same, or at least the the main main front person. I don't know if there's other owners, but they're uh, both fronted by Jen Ag, who has gotten a lot of press in the last few years, talking about uh, you know quality in restaurants and uh, being a women uh, a woman restaurateur and all these different things. You can find her articles all over the place. Uh, she got you know some Twitter heat you know a year or two ago. Um, she wrote a book, which was. Uh, seemed very interesting that I'd like to read at some point, but we actually went to two of her restaurants. We went to Grey Gardens, which when we asked people where to go, I think we heard that more than anywhere else. Yeah, this is a wine bar on Augusta Ave, and we had some trouble finding it.
1: The, the people in the neighborhood. Once we got to the street where we knew that it was located, um, it doesn't stand out at all at night. Like, Special is at night especially, but I mean. We we asked people on the street that are obviously walking to and from wherever they're living and right. wherever they're hanging out, and not just and, generic
0: people, people that looked like hipsters.
1: Yeah, and that should know these kind of. We're things. like, "Where's Grey Gardens?" and they're like, "Think they're probably thinking we're talking about some sort of like touristy agricultural facility or something where they're we're there to look at flowers or something." And it's like, "Maybe I don't even know," but because they, they like it was like not even a block away from one of the groups of people we asked.
0: No, we walked back and forth in front of the place like two or three times before we saw it.
1: And then we realized that it was, well, it, for one thing, it had the, the metal bars up in the windows. So yeah. it looked it looked abandoned right off the bat. We we're like, well, obviously not the place where they're like metal cross-hatched bars right. protecting the windows from whatever may happen in a hipster neighborhood.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and then the, the name is... Um, written in cursive, and nobody reads cursive anymore.
0: No, certainly not.
1: Um, <laughs> But it's like maybe five-inch letters on the facade of the building, uh, and white on gray, if I remember correctly. So it's even harder to just like, oh, that's th- those words, they're speaking to me. They're telling me this is the place we actually need to be. Oops.
0: Yeah, it was it was a bit difficult, at least, at least for us to find it, but it was nighttime too, so I you know, I, I don't I don't blame them completely, but it, it made it a bit tough when we were trying to find it.
1: Yeah, and we're the ripe age of
0: not quite 35. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at it now. The more I look at it, it's on a, like a chalkboard sign, and yeah. it's in the corner. It's really hard to see at night that it's that place. During the day, I sure, I get it, but it was really hard to find. But when we got in, amazingly welcoming kind of place.
1: It is very. It's very comforting and calm the the vibe that the uh not only the colors of the the decor and the the choices of the antiques they they decorated the various areas of the room with but the the music choices were very just just chill out
0: very happy yeah
1: like Um, we're here we're not trying to be a crazy bar where everybody wants to be seen and everybody needs to get a drink nobody's able to get a drink because it's just everybody else wants a drink too so everybody's clamoring and fighting no it's very just come in you can sit down No, oh, you don't have reservations that's cool yeah we said we sat <laughs> we sat at the front
0: bar and this this is you know one of the one of the more well-known hotter spots in and around Toronto of the last uh, you know year or so And we we showed up pretty early towards opening, so we sat at the front bar. And again, we had a couple small dishes. Uh, We started off with some wine, though. In this case, I had a a funky natural orange wine from Spain, which was, you know, the thing with natural wine sometimes is that they tend to be a little on the funky. Uh, This one is a little, just a little bit of barnyardy and maybe not my favorite, but it was very interesting. And the one you had though was pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, I believe it was a a German Riesling. I think
0: it was a German Riesling, and
1: yeah. um, I think it was the only Riesling they had by the glass, and that's part of the reason why I, I leaned towards it. Um, but once I got it, it, was, it w- went perfectly with the um, the various snackies that we got.
0: Yeah, because I mean that the the Riesling was very good, and I think let me see, it looks like a Schloss Lieser. From Germany, um, and that was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very sharp, uh, not, it had enough fruit in it too, but still dry. Uh, It was perfect for the two fish dishes we had.
1: Really well balanced.
0: Yeah, we had, we ended up having two fish dishes. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's one of the focuses on their menus. They did a lot of fish on there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, It's a lighter, it's a little lighter menu. There is, there obviously are some heavier dishes on there too, but. Since we were
1: bopping around, we we didn't want to go full bore.
0: <laughs> right, we did smaller <laughs> at plates. one spot. Yeah, we did smaller plates. We did. Uh, we started with a fish spread. Which? What are you doing with that microphone?
1: I, I thought that there was a hair on the microphone. A hair
0: on the microphone. Hold, hold on a second. I'm gonna fix. I'm gonna fix this.
1: You, whoops! Oh, I've been talking into the side of the microphone. Cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, it ter- it's fine, but it's. I mean, if I'm. In particular, so I want things to be.
1: That's fine. You, warm. I can be your clay. <laughs>
0: <sighs> <sighs>
1: <sighs>
0: so we had a we had a fish spread. It was like a smoked white fish spread mm-hmm. with um. There's like some cream, some sort of cream in it, with like chives, and the whole thing that you use potato chips to dip it in. It was kind of a just a great plan, like chips and dip. Yeah, but much more refined. Yes. Uh, but the flavors were kind of reminiscent of. I had dill in it too. I think right.
1: Uh, if I remember correctly,
0: yeah, that was that was very That's good. Part
1: of the reason why it was up my alley, I'm like fish check, dill check.
0: Yeah, there was a smoked fish, chips, and dip, and it was very reminiscent of that. And the second dish we had, the description on the menu, this is it's definitely one of those menus where the description <laughs> belies the complexity of the actual dishes. Yes. So the description of this dish this is a small plate: sea bass, turnips, capers, leeks. That's the description.
1: And I was thinking like a filet of sea bass. I was thinking a small Like a small, piece, like a small piece. It wasn't
0: expensive. It was a $16 Canadian dish. So I was expecting to be like a small piece. Yeah. With, a you know, like a little presented thing.
1: Maybe a second cut of sea bass or right. something.
0: Not what we got at all. Yeah. Um, we ended up getting a crudo of sea bass with like there was a turnip puree. Uh, I think it was crispy leeks, right? Was it crispy leeks? Yes. Yeah. And it was... It was fantastic. Yeah. It was a great dish. I mean, more up your alley than mine.
1: Yeah. Although, I mean, we both enjoy sushi and crudo, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm always the one that's like, oh gosh, we're on a coastal city. We need to get seafood immediately. Um, Or if I leave San Francisco and I haven't had any seafood, I'm like in withdrawal and just like, what is happening to my life? Why? Why? Is <laughs> why this? has this happened?
0: Why would you do
1: this? Why did I go to like? And we haven't been to Maryland. We should go to Maryland, actually. Yeah, because I'm be gonna be all, easy to do all about the crabs.
0: All about those crabs. All right. Let's see. Can I? Can I find this place? This This is crazy. Can, can, I'm trying to look at a picture of this.
1: Oh, and lake trout.
0: <laughs> well, that was separate. Yeah, I know. But we, we were We were learning about that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead.
1: Well, we were. Uh, what were we watching? We were watching one of the either a YouTube thing. I don't remember, but uh, learning about how lake trout, which is actually whiting, um, and the fishermen would come to the market late. It was late trout, and they would yell "late trout," like like the fish had come in late later in the day in the market, and somehow it was. Turned Over wh- the years, has turned from late trout t- to sticking around enough to be called lake trout, and it's not a trout at all.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, see, th- this is what it is. So, this is where the dill came in. The dill was on this. Yes, that's right. With the crispy leeks, Uh there are little capers on there, and then that uh, turnip cream underneath. Um, this was uh, truly fantastic. Yeah, the crudo, little dish. A the- uh, very, very friendly. Um, the whole menu seemed very approachable. And I, I was I was very impressed by the whole vibe of the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were walking out and talking to the uh, hostess yes. for a second, saying, "Oh yeah, we're we're going to." I was taking a picture of the interior, and she's like, "Do you want to go look at our our special room downstairs?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I do." <laughs> so we walked downstairs, took a look around, beautiful, uh, beautiful special event room downstairs, mm-hmm. and we we came up. I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna go to your sister restaurant." We went right from there to the Black Hoof. It's like, oh, we're going to, I'll call ahead and let them know you're showing up. And, um, what, when it was, the service was really nice and the whole vibe of the place was, again, I was really impressed with how much of a neighborhood spot and how lived in it felt, even though how new it is.
1: And I felt like it, it's sort of like the decoration choice and the ambiance and that sort of thing. It felt very much like if the spirit room had a, like a godly twin yes
0: i yes that that makes a ton of sense because
1: they're very they're like almost identical in in how they they are very hipster and very they have the antiques and they have the kind of color choices um but on a completely different scale where you're going for the the more mystical voodoo kind of feeling versus the we're just calm and relaxed and chill and everything's heavenly. Yeah. Uh, this, it just felt like these twins have been separated at birth and like I we have your long lost brother
0: right here in right Rochester. Here in Rochester. <laughs> uh, so we ate there and then we went to like I said we went to the Black hoof and we went for what do we go there for, Carrie?
1: Well, we were there um well we were all about my little
0: pony. <laughs> um so we we've been i've been reading for a long time about a dish they make and it's, uh, it's horse tartare and we went there basically specifically to try that and it was fantastic
1: it was it kind of in a lot of ways was indescribable yeah, but it was I mean, we definitely nailed it that it it's clean unlike beef where it's not you don't have the uh the fat quality that kind of coats your tongue
0: the textures were fantastic
1: texture was great it just felt i mean it it felt decadent but also in a healthy kind of way where it was you, very smooth yeah
0: um this one had uh sunflower seeds in it mm-hmm. uh, i think there was like a sunflower puree as well and then mm-hmm. they, i think it was what was it parsnip chips or maybe there were sunchoke chips or something Sun,
1: yeah sunchoke chips because on I top with
0: with a little bit of greens yeah. Oh man. Oh, the, yeah the um like baby arugula maybe
1: bean sprouts I think.
0: Yeah. Oh no pea, pea, pea shoots. shoots.
1: That's right pea shoots. Yeah. That's what I mean.
0: Um, but man, this was, this was a hit from top to bottom. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, we had we had a couple cocktails there.
1: I was tempted to order another one. Actually, I it was, was like, really good. how was I sharing that with you? I need my my other half, please. Let's order another. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was um. It was one of the best tart ties I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, I know that some people get maybe may get freaked out by the fact that it's horse, uh, but you know they're using an animal that was not going to be anywhere. Yeah, and it was really good food, and I, I, I hope you know it's it's another source of protein for people. Uh, I know sometimes we edge away from eating meat, but this was if you're going to eat it, this is fantastic
1: and higher um mineral qualities and vi- and vitamin qualities than than beef and sure and kind of i don't know it makes me think a little bit about how um overbred overraised overpopulated uh the beef stock in the entire world is versus like people aren't doing this with horse so it hasn't been polluted over the years quite like i think it's more te- it's more of a tendency for uh, more popular meats to just be kind of augmented over time. Like chickens aren't what they used to be. Right. <laughs> like uh, you know, mass produced meats, especially.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and regardless of anything else, it was delicious. Gosh, yeah. And I do have to say that the vibe at this place, again, another Gen Egg. Uh, it's their cocktail place. I thought the vibe again was very comfortable. We had fantastic service, mm-hmm. um, even though we were just eating one dish and getting a couple cocktails. Uh, we were treated very well. The vibe is very comfortable again.
1: Yeah, the the ag restaurants. I, I mean, I it made me think like this is why RIT has a hospitality um, major. Like mm-hmm. you can go and be amazing people, like the people that. Uh, ag uh, employs at her restaurants. Just uh, it doesn't it doesn't take that much to kind of make people feel at home.
0: Yeah, so that was the Black Hoof. I, I we had a great time and likely to go back for a full meal or least more of a meal than one
1: multiple, horses. <laughs> multiple
0: horses multiple horses thanks. <laughs> thanks carrie you're really you're really helping everybody you've already turned off
1: i the love horse. animals they're also delicious they're i'm delicious. sorry
0: uh, <laughs> so after that we, we were taking a break from food and we went to left field brewery uh it's on wagstaff in the east side excuse me uh went it's on the east side of toronto near little india and we went we went there again from the recommendation of Will Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it was completely, um, completely for us because he kind of wanted to bring some stuff back. Um, <laughs> it's a trap. It <laughs> a trap. It was a trap, and we we did bring some fantastic beers back for him as well. But we got to uh, we got to try a flight there, mm-hmm. and this was uh, a delight. Uh, I'm not. It was hard to say. Is it, is it was it better than Bellwoods or not? I think Bellwoods was slightly better but this place was hitting on a lot of high notes. Absolutely. Uh the whole place is baseball themed. Um you they had some TVs, but it wasn't wasn't too much. It didn't feel like a sports bar. It still felt you like you were in a brewery and they were happy to walk you through all the different beers. So, I had I had a few different ones. I had a couple of their IPAs, had a sour and one of the ones I tried is uh, what, we're, what we've been drinking throughout the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, why don't you describe? You've got the bottle right in front of you there, Carrie.
1: Sweet Jesus.
0: Sweet Jesus.
1: Uh, so it is the Sweet Jesus, which is a mocha marshmallow stout, which um, sounds intense. And it kind of is. I mean, in a really well-balanced and, ooh, I need another sip kind of way. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not partial to stouts generally. Uh, and when people are like, oh, there's this flavor and that flavor, and it tastes like coffee, and it tastes like this. And I'm like, BS. And I try it, and I'm like, <laughs> no, it tastes like hops. Get away from me. Get out of here. So when we tried this, and the cool thing is t- during the flight, I mean, it d- sounds like I was on a plane. No. During, <laughs> during the flight
0: in Toronto. For
1: the flight, the, the beer flight, um, we were given a uh, promptly toasted marshmallow that actually balanced over top of the not the shot but the 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 pour for the the beer sample yeah the beer sample uh and it kind of sat in the beer a little bit which was kind of nice although the the gentleman that was serving us was like make sure you eat that soon because it's going to get soggy and it's not going to be as fun and i'm like (laughs) good point so we dove in and i was like okay, let's get a bunch of this and a bag of marshmallows and go home. Like
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I agree with Carrie in a lot of ways. I do enjoy stouts, uh, usually just like the big stouts on their own, even if they're not barrel aged. I like them on their own. The nice thing about this one is, even though it has, you know, these extra flavors like you know the mocha and the marshmallow, and they actually use a little bit of lactose to keep some residual sugar in it. It's not too much of anything. Really well rounded. And very enjoyable. I mean, we've been sipping it the whole time and I haven't gotten sick of it yet. Yeah. Like Um, I keep,
1: and as it is, it's not really warming up because the podcast room is generally on the cool side at this time of year. um, Polar bear side. Uh Uh-huh. So, uh, but it is, like as it's coming to polar bear house temperature, (laughs) (laughs) it's, uh, so it's not as, it's not fridge cold anymore. You get more of the the mocha in there and yeah, the, more, think the roasted more of the flavors the yeah the warm full marshmallow roundness starts coming out more
0: yeah uh and i think the other ones that were really impressive we had the go ahead which is their hibiscus and raspberry goza that's the one you had a whole glass yeah, of there that was great really again another really well balanced beer uh, we brought home a four pack of that because that was that was delightful mm-hmm. um i had a oatmeal brown ale that was very good and you know, overall, they had a great experience there. Yeah. Uh, it's in a little bit of an industrial neighborhood. Uh, a lot of the parking was a little bit weird with the really cold and the snow and everything.
1: Yeah. And we're like, is this a place that we can park? No, I think this is residential. Shoot. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> but I gotta say, they treated us really well, and I was very impressed by the overall experience at Left Field Brewery. So, um, somewhere again, we'd be happy to go back to. Yeah. For sure.
1: And very sharp uh, on their packaging as well. Um,
0: yeah, nice design. There's, everything's baseball themed, except for the except for the Sweet larger, Jesus.
1: Well, and also the laser show, oh, which least. was the yes. I I was a big fan of that design. I don't know who. I many kudos to the designer that was on in charge of that. But the the laser show, which was unfortunately a beer that I would not enjoy because it is an IPA, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it might have been the double IPA. Yeah. But like part of the reason why is like hops. Well, like we were even talking to the gentleman that served us, and that hops are just a pretty thing that you can use as a graphic element and even though I really don't like most beers that showcase them, art that does is way up my alley. So I'm like the laser show was all about you know, it actually looks like a laser show but also in the silhouette of a hops um bud. Yeah, I think so. I think they're buds. I think so. I really, we should know that. Probably.
0: Oops. Yeah, I'm guessing. But I, they I look like
1: a thing that looks Cone? like a uh, I think it's a cone. But they're softer. Like, they're they're almost I like think a it's called a cone. Oh.
0: But I I might be completely wrong. Somebody should yell at me. Okay, yell at him. Yay. Right. Yay, thanks. <laughs> um so we 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 left there and we took a drive back towards the city. I think it was like 15 minutes from the center of the city, mm-hmm. uh out towards the east. And we were like, fine. We're going to one more place because this has been a day and we're going to finish it out big. And we went to momofuku noodle bar which is on university F right in the heart of downtown Mm -hmm. so this is the fancier downtown area big buildings flashy and the building that momofuku noodles in is no exception to that yeah it is a big building it is flashy it's got big glass windows multiple floors of dining everything's huge and sharp and well designed and i couldn't help but think that if
1: one of the uh the conventions that happens in Toronto could be in the little hotel across the way that would have been really great because I would go there all the time and eat way too much momofuku.
0: Oh, it was good, though. (laughs) So it's something something I've been, you know, obviously, if you're in and around the food world at all, you've heard tons about David Chang. Mm -hmm. David Chang's one of the more noteworthy chefs. Uh, He's been talked about endlessly. He was on the first season of... Uh, Mind of a Chef on PBS. He's one of the more outspoken chefs. Just about all about everything. Uh, he had his own magazine, Lucky Peach, which was very good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'd never had his food before. Yeah. So we got a chance to eat at the Noodle Bar, which is one of the, maybe the first thing that got him famous. And we had two of the classic dishes, which are his pork ramen and the pork belly buns.
1: Which he doesn't make the buns himself because of good reasons. But I always like to mention that because that's kind of a fun little like, uh, he doesn't do that because it's stupid to make them.
0: In a lot of ways. In a
1: lot of ways, it's stupid to make them in-house.
0: They're really hard to make as good as the commercial ones. Yeah. Because the textures and the shape and everything is just perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are good. So I've had some some really good ones that are made in-house but they're never quite exactly the same or never quite right.
1: Yeah, like different proportions, different yeah. But either toppings or flavor choices.
0: And it's weird because this is one of the places that popularized the the pork bun like this, you know, the classic now classic um, you know, with uh, scallions a little bit of I think it had peanuts and you know the the thick sweet sauce on it. Um but it was mostly just that giant
1: crazy thick Pork belly. Actually, it was like two slabs of pork belly, which was, yeah. I was like, "This is like enough for four buns."
0: Yeah, they they over <laughs> they did a lot. It was a lot of pork belly, and it wasn't crispy. It was just fall apart juicy (laughs) it was pork fat on pork fat and it was just a lot
1: it's like i feel like i am never allowed to eat again (laughs) is like what that felt like and tasted like in my mouth where it's like this is all of the fat i should have in a lifetime and it's so good it was
0: delightful um I probably would have liked a little crisp on them.
1: Yeah, well, you do like that.
0: But it was great and I can see why everybody copied it once it came out. Yeah. Um so we had that, we had the classic pork ramen which it was really good. Yeah. It was really good. It was, you know, very classic in a lot of ways. It wasn't
1: a little subtle spice in there and yeah, just rich and just really good.
0: Yeah. And, and the broth had a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so classically, his his broth has like dashi and bacon and all sorts of stuff in it. It's a very rich, very well-rounded broth. A little bit of smoke. Very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect
1: you know, on that ridiculously what-the-heck cold day.
0: Yeah. And splitting that, we were pretty much tapped out for the night.
1: Yeah, when you were like, so we should get a soft serve of like, I'm going to explode.
0: Yeah, but we still did. (laughs) Yeah, we did it. And we got their, uh, they had two kinds of soft serve. One was their cereal milk soft serve, which Which I think you you tried.
1: Which I tried. I thought it was a little bit too um, delicate for what we were looking for because it was, is almost, you only get a slight hint of like the sweetness from the, it's supposed to be Frosted Flakes milk, basically. Right, yeah. Um, And so you get a little subtle Oh, it's a little bit sweeter than regular soft serve, but mm-hmm. it wasn't adding any complexity necessarily. So we opted for the Crack Pie, Yeah, which is a spinoff of their cookie, right? Oh, or is no, it they the actually, other way it's around? actually pies. Or it's the pie. It is pies, yeah. But they do make a cookie and a soft serve of it.
0: Yeah, something like that, yeah. And that flavor was fantastic. Yeah. They topped it with... Like, sweetened, salted, crunchy cereal on the outside. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was, just, I mean, really fantastic that that was the way we finished off our, our day in Toronto.
1: Because it's, uh, what would you say, about butterscotchy, like, really rich.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: dark butterscotch, not like...
0: Well, and the, it wasn't too dark in the middle, but the flavor when it came in was rich.
1: Right. Well, like well it the wasn't soft serve is... But when you look at the, the crack pie, like, yeah. you can see that that is some dense dense sweet caramelly yeah butterscotchy craziness so when they translate that into the soft serve it's definitely much lighter uh but you still get those round almost nutty butterscotch
0: tones yeah i was very very impressed with that um and our experience there was pretty fantastic it's you know it's weird when you're going from these different places when you went to the two Gen Ag places to hear, everything was a bit more aggressive. Um, You know, the whole vibe of the place is huge.
1: Well, and it felt more like, I mean, they had a lot more family-style seating. We sat at the bar, but they they had more family-style seating where you just, like, dish them in, dish them out, people changing here and there, and people can go upstairs and check out the, the milk bar and go here and there and... We had to like track down our waiter for us to be like, hey, we're ready to g- get going now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just
0: a very different vibe uh, than the other places we went. Um, not to say we wouldn't go back. The food was very good. Oh, yeah. I would, again, I would go back there. Um, maybe we'd eat at the fancier place depending on our style for the day. Yeah, if
1: we were less uh, spontaneous. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> have to have a reservation for that place.
0: But. Uh, I was really glad I got a chance to try some of the classic David Chang dishes, and it was it was very enjoyable and a great way to finish out our day so all in all, hold on let 's go back through the list okay, so we went to all these places we went to the St Lawrence market mm-hmm. we went to La Cubana for uh, medianoche sandwich, we went to Bellwoods, we went to Bar Reval, we went to Gray Gardens, we went to Black Hoof, we went to Left Field Brewery, and we went to Momofuku noodle Bar. All in one day, from one thirty till nine Nine-ish? o'clock, yeah, so we pounded all that in there in about seven and a half hours. It
1: was ridiculous. it was a crazy we've day. had we had everything from oysters to horse, yeah in one day
0: all in one day, so one congratulations, that was a hell of a day we that had. was
1: a marathon,
0: and we made it through the where's coldest, my medal? <laughs> we made it through the <laughs> coldest day of the year, walking around Toronto. And going to some of the best restaurants in and around the city. hmm So, one, awesome.
1: Where's my high five? One.
0: Yeah. 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 All right, Toronto. <laughs> and we'll be going back definitely sometime, hopefully, when it's a little bit warmer.
1: Yeah, maybe hit, hit up some wineries either on the way there or on the way back, depending on how we plan it. Yeah. Because I don't really want breakfast wine because it doesn't work well for me. <laughs> mm,
0: breakfast wine. I think it's a whole genre, isn't it? Breakfast wine?
1: Uh, I mean... <laughs> <are you> doing? <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right so uh we're gonna close it out so where can people find your artwork and everything you're working on
1: uh crazydude.com dot ecom and that's where you can actually find all the links to my social media including instagram facebook twitter uh and also my shop is on my website i don't bother with that etsy craziness
0: yeah she runs her own shop She's uh, doing work full-time, so check out her artwork and
1: grab a T-shirt or two. They're really cool T-shirts. Oh, yeah, and they're actually printed here in Rochester. Actually, all of my prints and my shirts are printed here in Rochester. Uh, Cat Print does my paper goods, uh, my various prints, cards, coloring books, uh, you name it. And then uh, Kitty Box Press, which is now on South Clinton near Shiki. Um, they are printing my shirts for me, and, and Ian over there is doing a, a really great job and um, bending to my crazy artistic will when I want to <laughs> use like either gold metallic or or gold foil for my designs. And it's always a, a challenge, and he's always
0: up for it. They've turned out really well, so check out her t-shirts on crazydude.com and... Thanks for uh, walking over from the chair in the living room to talk with me on the podcast, you Carrie Winström.
1: Make it sound like I never move, which oh, is you move,
0: you move all the time, but you sort of true. But you, but you, but you walked in from you walked all the way over here and you actually sat down for the podcast with me again.
1: It was just uh, it was a pleasure.
0: Oh, I'm sure it is an endless delight.
1: Yeah, I love picking apart your clay and putting you back together. <laughs> this metaphor is not working. I know, but I like doing it because it makes you uncomfortable. Uh. <laughs> all
0: right, well. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back again with another episode of...
1: Episode? Did I say episode? Ipsude. Ugh.
0: We'll be back again with another... What are
1: another- you, the comic book guy?
0: <laughs> Worst episode ever.
1: Episode.
0: <laughs> we'll be back with another episode of the Food About Town podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Probably not with me again because I'm a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>